And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Soothe to Sleep Stories. Today is day 28, and I'm so glad you are here today in Exodus chapter 1 through chapter 3, verse 12. But before we begin on this journey through the Bible in a year, where I share the Bible with you in a soft-spoken manner, let's pray. Dear Adonai, Elohim, Heavenly Father, I come before you and I just thank you again for today, another day where we get to glean in your word. Your treasures are priceless to us, Lord. Thank you for anointing this podcast and blessing those who are listening, helping us all to become such a blessing where we can bless others. Thank you for being the God of comfort and comforting anyone right now that is going through something and only you know their heart. Bring them loving people and wrap your arms of love around them. In Jesus' name I pray by the power of the sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. Exodus chapter 1 Israel multiplies in Egypt. Now, these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob. They came each one with his household. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Ashad. All the persons who came from the loins of Jacob were seventy in number, but Joseph was already in Egypt. Joseph died and all his brothers and all that generation. But the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are more and mightier than we. Let us deal wisely with them, or else they will multiply, and in the event of war, they will also join themselves to those who hate us and fight against us and depart from the land. So they appointed taskmasters over them to afflict them with hard labor and they built for Pharaoh storage cities, Pito and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread out, so that they were in dread of the sons of Israel. The Egyptians compelled the sons of Israel to labor rigorously, and they made their lives bitter with hard labor in mortar and bricks, and at all kinds of labor in the field, all their labors which they rigorously imposed on them. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra, and the other was named Puah, and he said, When you are helping the Hebrew woman to give birth, then see them upon the birth stool, 
If it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them, but let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing, and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous, and give birth before the midwife can get to them. So God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied, and became very mighty. Because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter, you are to keep alive. Chapter 2 The Birth of Moses Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile, with her maidens walking alongside the Nile, and she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid, and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the boy was crying, and she had pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. The child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moshe or Moses, depending on where you're from, how it's pronounced. And she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Now it came about in those days when Moshe had grown up that he went out to his brethren and looked on their hard labors and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that and when he saw there was no one around he struck down the Egyptian 
and hid him in the sand. He went out the next day, and behold, two Hebrews were fighting with each other, and he said to the offender, Why are you striking your companion? But he said, Who made you a prince or a judge over us? Are you intending to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and said, Surely the matter has become known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from the presence of Pharaoh and settled in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Reuel, their father, he said, Why have you come back so soon today? So they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds, and what is more, he even drew the water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Where is he then? Why is it that you have left the man behind? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses was willing to dwell with the man, and he gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses. Then she gave birth to a son, and he named him Gershom. For he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. Now it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died, and the sons of Israel sighed because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry for help because of their bondage rose up to God. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the sons of Israel, and God took notice of them. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, The Burning Bush Now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness, and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing 
is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Pedazite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Now, behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. God Calling Eventide, Day 28, January 28th, Your Defender. Jesus said, I am the gift of God to man. Only so was it possible for man to know God the Father. Only so was it possible for man to know that he had ever an advocate with God, the sinless Christ. There is always one who understands your case, whose appeal cannot fail to be heard. He has the right of sonship. He has a right to plead for you. If he can plead for offending man, undertaking full responsibility for him, what better advocate could you have? He knows. He has seen the tears of sorrow, the heartache, and temptation. He can plead as none other. His own temptation was so real that, conqueror as he was, he can yet feel the tenderest pity for the vanquished. He knows how seeming fair evil can appear, and he can estimate the added burden of tainted blood, inherited weakness, and sin. He gave his only begotten son this great gift am I, your friend, your companion. Leave all to me, your advocate, trained during my years on earth to plead, never for myself, but for everyone who rests his cause in my hands. So let's just unpack this a little bit. First, in Exodus, 
what stood out to me was, was verse 17, how the midwives of Pharaoh feared God more than Pharaoh. And so then, what did God do? Well, in verse 20, he was good to the midwives because the midwives feared the Lord. He established households for them. So we know here that part of God's heart is not killing babies. Right here in Exodus chapter 1 verse 17, God loves life. Life is a gift to us. And then, I love how it explains in Exodus chapter 2, verse 2, that Moses was beautiful and his mother hid him for three months. Okay, can you imagine hiding a baby for three months? She probably had to stifle his cries with lots of blankets, lots of coverings. But then she could hide no longer after three months. And she just took a risk, sending him down the Nile. And thank God his sister Miriam, doesn't say Miriam, but I believe it's Miriam, because she's the only sister that's mentioned throughout the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or the Pentateuch. She stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. And then she saw and witnessed Pharaoh's daughter going down to the Nile to bathe with her maidens. And she saw a basket among the reeds, and she took compassion on him and named him herself. She gave him the name Moshe, or Moses, for she drew him out of the water. And then Miriam asked Pharaoh's daughter, Do you need a Hebrew woman to nurse? And she said, Yes. So here she's paying Moses' mother to nurse her own baby. And then when it was time for him to be weaned, she gave Moses to the Pharaoh's daughter, and the daughter raised him as her own. And then what was also interesting was when Moses escaped to Midian after it was known that he killed an Egyptian for beating a Hebrew slave. And God, I love this right here, he took notice of the sons of Israel. In verse 24, he heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It just tells me right here how important it is for us to remind God of promises he has made with us. To remind God of the covenant he has made with us. And then in chapter 3 we see the burning bush that Moses was wondering, okay, this wasn't consumed. And so he went to go look, how can there be a fire but it not be consumed? And many say that he actually almost saw Jesus calling out to him that it was Jesus when Moses was trying to look. And then Jesus called out to him. A sweet friend, before we go, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart 
and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart God raised him from the dead I shall be saved for it is with my heart that I believe and am justified just as if I never sinned and it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved please Lord Jesus come into my heart please be my Lord and my Savior I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life thank you Lord Jesus I love you in Jesus name Amen you are now his child all heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart sweet friend Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in Him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to Him. I'll see you all tomorrow. Blessings to you.